0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, welcome to the American Liberties Call. It is Wednesday the, uh, the 9th, and we got some special things that are starting this uh, towards the end of this week and next week uh that really doesn't pertain to the subject matter on this call but it will greatly enhance um uh, i think a lot of the outcomes of what does happen on this call but i have a little special guest tonight my granddaughter is six years old and she goes to this uh christian home-based um homeschool and they They learn a lot of things by making a song out of it, and because we're American liberties, and she wants to recite in her in her own way the um um uh, I'm, I'm words would it uh, oh the preamble to the constitution so here is for the first time in public. Uh, go ahead, Maddie.
0: Be the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union, a child of justice, and a church, a message tranquility. Provide for the common defense and promote the general welfare to cater blessings of liberty to ourselves and a posterity. Do a day in the child's this contribution from the United States of
1: America. All right. Well, thank you, Maddie. That was cool. and um, and and here you your first time you went public. Thank you very much. And she and she also knows the titles to the Bill of Rights. Now she doesn't know the specific language in the Bill of Rights outside of the. Um. Uh, outside of just the titles. And wait till she learns Section 83. Can't wait. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, um, Okay. let's get on with the call. Uh, again, thank you, everybody. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm not going to make any uh, pre-calls. Other than that, Noble 8 is opening up Next Monday, we're going to, we got 25,000 people. Now, when I say we, I'm talking about the Noble A Corporation. They got 25,000 people, which many of us are included in that. We got to sign up, and all of us that have already signed up are going to be signed up in place. And then uh, several days after that, we're going to be open to the world to start um, getting people in and, and watch the philanthropy get started. And, and I do want to say, uh, T. Darling is on the chat, and, and I'm going to read what she chatted while we were waiting, which I think is outstanding, um, outstanding inf- uh, information. Hello, I have great news. The office of the public defender resigned after my two sixteen eighteen, uh, you know, that's February sixteenth of two thousand eighteen criminal complaint. He he reigned um, he reigned for tyranny, sending innocent people to jail. Or mental evaluation is over. Um, a typo here okay uh he held the office of the public defender for 25 years uh, and and she said, beautiful and absolute oh she uh, of course you met my my grandbaby uh but anyhow the um uh that is great news and um uh, and hands up on that that i mean that is uh boy if more of us could do stuff like that, uh, there'd be nobody left in the house. And uh, I have a hut here. Okay, welcome. And again, the pe- people are now coming in. And I'd just <laughs> like again thank everybody. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, uh, so with that being said, I want to introduce uh, the typically the default speaker on the phone he is uh yeah. he is uh been with us for many years I've, I've known him for over 11 years and when i first met him if you watch some of the videos and you listen to the one that stood before the grand jury um uh, that was uh me giving my story and it's because of him and his and his posture like T. Darling's posture and other people that I know, I use this in traffic court where uh since I've been using going after the police officer uh as as um unwillingly as he is um he you know uh they never show up, and that's what I like. I like a win every time. So with that being said, I want to introduce Dave Merlin. Dave, take it away, please.
2: Thanks very much. Uh, T. Darling, I'd like you to inform the audience what role you played, if any, in the uh, resignation of that particular um, public figure. Welcome to the American Liberties call. It's, uh, I don't know, Wednesday something, uh, month of May. Uh, It's exciting to hear Noble 8's finally going to open its doors. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. i prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. So Chris has been rejected by the Supreme Court. Karen from the Ninth Circuit will be uh, treated in kind. And uh, then it's a matter of what's the next step uh probably of course go on the offense but you can't go into tax court and litigate these issues they'll penalize you so we're going to have to sue in u.s district court under the administrative procedures act uh, for those clear explanations and make the challenges to a couple of key regulations where it's obvious the IRS got most of its authority now uh the
1: <laughs> the
2: litigation, uh, the other shoe to drop is the Seventh Circuit. Uh, that's the Indiana U.S. Tax Court case that was appealed. The exchange of briefs is complete and reviewed in my 30th anniversary video on my YouTube channel called "Take from Caesar." The 30th anniversary video is the one of the most, you know, of course, was uploaded just a few days ago so uh you want to definitely take in that video to show that the the key provisions I've been teaching forever are still unmentionables and yet they are controlling provisions like the definition of citizen in the chapters relative to social security <laughs> and uh uh it's you know it's laughable because these are the biggest baddest attorneys in the world just ask them and little old self-taught me, what did I do? Uh, the first thing in law I did was analyze the tax code and compare it to the IRS. I had no formal education, no education whatsoever in law. I never even heard the word statute. Uh, and then in June of 88, I opened up the tax code and started studying it and studying the IRS and studying more, and studying the IRS, and reading case law the whole time. And here I am with the uh, uh, January 1994 treatise. Same findings, same provisions. And the government still runs from them in the form of evasion. And uh, they file a brief with the court, knowing that the court will swallow anything the government spits out as long as it preserves the cash flow. So, uh, everybody will lose. It's a matter of taking the next step, um, and that's everybody's personal choice, but uh, I think I'm good for one lawsuit in U.S. District Court. But not much more. I'm going to – in fact, I'm starting tonight. I'm going to make a video for the YouTube channel that will – school somebody through the amendment process for the affidavit of joinder Um, it'll be a video where if you want to go on record with congress uh, here's what you do you pay us to uh, file it with congress then you get a zip file with these documents in it and depending on your situation you amend it this way or amend it that way and then uh, print off the copies as instructed, the number of copies that Chris needs to get from you and uh, get all those originally notarized. Send those to Chris and you'll get back a blue signature uh, CRISP um, certificate of service. So uh, we our office won't be preparing the affidavit of joinder anymore. I'm simplifying it. And uh, in the In the package that you get, meaning the zip file with a bunch of Word documents in it, you get uh, the grand jury letter, uh, the letter that's been sent to grand juries when uh, we come across a client uh, who's in a grand jury situation or leading to it. So that you can ask the grand jury under, oh, I can't remember the exact paragraph. Uh, 9.52 of the DOJ Practice Manual for Grand Jury Proceedings. Uh, The target of the investigation may want to appear and offer testimony. And uh, that letter has that quoted in the uh, body of the letter, of course. So anyway... It'll be automated to where you just watch the video, and if it's something you want to go on record doing, you uh, follow the PayPal link, make your purchase, include your email address, and via that same email address, Chris will respond with the Microsoft Word documents in a zip file, and you're on your way. Send those notarized copies to Chris, he'll serve Congress with them and send you back a certificate of service. Now, my congressional complaint has become yours to wield to uh, administrative authorities, taxing authorities, uh, the DOJ if you have to or think you should. Uh, That's all your business, but there's an entire archive of calls here at 87488. Not every one of them is about the jointer and who to serve, but... Uh, get in tune with these findings and these uh, conference calls. Listen back on the record. You'll find plenty of calls that do discuss the jointer process, and uh, it's just nice to have a good faith explanation on the record. WevGov. I'm outside right now. I'm not looking at the chat. Uh, Hopefully, uh, other property is on the call. No, so, he isn't, but I'll type uh, it in. WevGov.com/back Trial Brief. PDF, all lowercase, no spaces. WeVgov.com slash dot PDF. That's the government's own trial memorandum from uh, United States versus James Back, 2014, Alaska. And uh, in there is the government's own explanation as to what innocent is regarding tax evasion and willfulness and uh willful failure to file very important to understand that and that's what you're shooting for by going on the record with these arguments uh by supporting us get, and getting involved in the litigation uh it's just really nice to see you know a bunch of people get together and say you know let's let's go sue them over it <laughs> and uh here we go so uh other property did reserve these issues specifically in tax court for appeal saying that he's not stupid. He's not going to argue statute in tax court because they hate the law and tax court never corrected him. So it's, it's an admission and on appeal, uh, the ninth and 11th circuits told Chris and Karen that you didn't raise your issues in tax court. And so you can't raise a brand new on appeal. So other property specifically reserved these issues but did not raise them, whereas Chris and Karen didn't even mention them in their tax court cases. So that's the distinguishing dynamic uh, between Chris and Karen and then other property. So we'll see what the Seventh Circuit has to say about whether or not it's a fundamental error or miscarriage of justice for tax court to illegalize arguments about the statute that explains how to tax the workforce only in America you know if you you got different professions and different expertise uh, (laughs) different professionals out there and uh, if you put law the field of law the profession of law and everybody in it on the left-hand side here and on the right hand side you put everybody in entertainment what they just reasoned about, you know, tax court illegalizing arguments about the statutes that explains how to tax the workforce, that's the same as going on the entertainment field side of the page and putting down rap is music. That's how stupid it is. Uh, that argument is illegal. It's frivolous. We can't even talk about it. It's that, it's that frivolous it's a statute that explains how to tax the workforce and we can't talk about it because it's frivolous. Oh, wow. Um, on the bright side, uh, it exposes the courts to a degree, uh, not previously accomplished. It, it says more than any decision before. Steve Talmadge 1995 penalized $6,500 in tax court for saying, I will concede all tax of the case today. If they'll just tell me how to comply with section 83. Uh, this is worse. <laughs> the argument's illegal. It's so frivolous We can't even talk about it. And it explains how to tax the workforce <laughs> that climbs the ladder, don't it? So, so, uh, uh, it's terrible news for the litigants because the government's after them for a fortune. But uh, on the professional side, we've pushed the court uh, further than it's had to go before to dispose of uh, litigation such as this. And that's nice uh, to just expose them further. That, uh, And I'm perfectly confident of what I said in that 30th anniversary video that this proves the courts are half of it. The, the courts belong to the tax man, period. So keep that in mind. Now, uh, I don't know if anybody on the, I'm not even looking at the computer, as I said, um, the anti-tax movement, let's talk about remedy based on what we've accomplished. Uh, We know that they're so pathetic, we can't even get a discussion of the law, an exegesis, which is an interpretation. E-X-E-G-E-S-I-S. Can't even get an exegesis of the statute that explains how to tax the entire workforce. Uh, What business do they have sending people to prison? I think that's a really good question. It kind of violates due process, doesn't it, when the law is a secret? You're putting some Have you ever read the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> mock trials. If that isn't a mock trial, I don't know what is. No, the law's a secret. Now let's lock him up, Your Honor. That's something else. And it's ha- we're looking right at the paperwork. So um, I think per- I personally feel that with the uh, spirit. Uh, regarding the rule of law which the leadership claims has uh, has a home in their approach to governance why couldn't we approach the executive branch for a pardon of particular classes of tax crimes like failure to file and tax evasion on the part of individuals and small businesses, all at once, and uh, their record expunged, jail doors opened, and prosecutions ceased, for as long as the government doesn't have a clear explanation that doesn't contradict those five really inconvenient Supreme Court cases about how to interpret the term any. That's going to be a fun question to pose, to the U.S. District Court when we go on the offense and say, okay, our issues are illegal in tax court, which means you can't raise them the rest of the way up ever. So we're here in district court and we want the court to instruct by court order to the commissioner of Internal Revenue that the term any is all-inclusive even as used in tax statutes and regulations. How are they going to run from that? Five Supreme Court cases the government won right up to 2008, saying the term any is (laughs) all-inclusive. That's really ticklish. I love that one. Um, And along these lines, I encourage you, watch the videos on my YouTube channel. I get into all this, and you'll see all of this is supported by tons of case law. Everything I do, I learn from judges. Not everything I do, everything I know, and then within the system, what I know to do. I found certain tactics that really rock the boat, and uh, that's what you get in my courses. Those are on wevgov.com on the products page. So about a pardon. Uh, the president shall have the power of pardon and reprieve. And uh, it's provided, or it's, I don't know, I hate to say provided for because these rules just kill that pardon authority. But 28 CFR 1.1-1 through 1.1-10 or no excuse me 1.1 through 1.10 28 CFR 1.1 through 1.10 it's the first regulation in 28 CFR which is written to implement of course uh title 28 the judiciary so um the reason I I said I don't like to use the word govern regarding those regulations is because You'll see when you read them that all they do is clamp down on and restrict access to the president's authority for pardon and reprieve. It's, and then at the end it says these rules shall not be construed to limit the authority of the president otherwise granted by the Constitution, something like that. Oh, well, why'd you just spend all your time writing these regulations and say you're not eligible until you've been off of probation for five years? Wow, what about the president's pardon authority? So, yes, part of the, uh, from one aspect, the regulation is a joke, but easily challenged. But anyway, an appeal directly to the president to say the law is a secret and you got people in prison? Tell me how that does not violate due process. How is that not a constitutional crisis? How's that not a, a negative legacy item for the uh, the, the the Trump legacy? Anyway, um, I think that's the remedy that comes from all of this, ultimately, if uh, I could get attention. But uh, all of us know that if I could get attention, there'd be a bunch more people on this call than there are right now. I did, however, Chris, uh, at around, I don't know, maybe 11 o'clock this morning or noon, I posted a reminder on my YouTube channel that this call would occur. How many people do you have?
1: Um, I have, um, uh, I'll I'll tell you in a minute, I have uh, T. Darling waiting to get uh, talking, but uh, I'll tell you in just a, a, a minute. Go ahead. Okay, put her on. Okay. Hi, T. Hi, Dave. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So
3: um, uh, my posture, uh, to answer your question, my posture, Dave, is total offense now. Um, I pretty much use every single thing they use against me against them um so you remember back in the beginning when i first found out about the criminal complaint process and i did four because they did four cases against me at once so i filed Mm -hmm. a criminal complaint in each case all at once they sent my case back to arraignment and when they sent it back to arraignment um of course speedy trial rights expired um so they were trying to get me to consent to a trial and um, and it gets pretty scary and intimidating, you know. I, I think I had called you afterward, or I asked a couple more questions afterwards, you know, like, what do you do? And, you know, you said, file another criminal complaint. So that's what I, <laughs> all the, that's what I just, now I just do it automatically, you know, now it's, it's fabulous. But anyway, um, so they, uh, they because I've refused to consent to the setting of a trial that was beyond the statute of limitations, they held this right. private, hearing, uh, they called it a Marsden emotion and they said, um, yeah, she's mentally incompetent. We're gonna order her to go see a doctor. And luckily for me, uh, I used to have a job in the medical field. So understanding medical rights and patients' rights to medical care is totally my expertise. So they were speaking my language now, finally, in a way that I could understand uh legalese to the to explain what they're doing to people. And um, uh, I got them. I mean, I got them on this whole scheme of impersonating doctors, uh, um, using the word doctor to make a therapist look like she's a physician who can give medical advice, who can actually um, prescribe medicine to treat someone, to to prescribe, to say that you're incompetent. The fact, and and for anyone (coughs) out there listening today, if the judge ever tells you or anyone ever tells you you're insane or you need a mentally eval, that's practicing medicine without a license, okay? Because only a physician can say those words, you're mentally insane. Only a doctor can. He can prescribe medicine. So he can prescribe the method of treatment. And I busted it wide open, busted it wide open. They even skipped my like <laughs> They even scheduled my appointment with this idiot therapist. Um, you know who likes to call herself a doctor. I was calling herself a therapist in the, in the in the courtroom. You should have seen the people looking. Like everyone just was like, "Oh my God, how does she know that?" You know, I was. I object. Um, statements of fact not supported by evidence. I mean, I it was beautiful. But anyway, um, uh, the criminal complaint is really where you get to say what you want to say. You can't say any of that stuff in court. You can say it in the criminal complaint, tell them exactly the crime they're committing, and there's nothing they can do all they can do is run from it and uh and uh what was that was that was February sixteenth um my hearing on this doctor appointment thing is friday, may 11th. Last... <laughs> and that public defender just resigned, so I feel really good going in for my hearing on uh on friday
2: okay point- point of order um. Since I made those courses, in fact, very recently, just last September, I put those specific blocks in order that if somebody without lawful authority conspires with somebody else to deprive you of your liberty, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: that's a Section 241, Conspiracy Against Rights, and Section 1201, Kidnapping. Yes, section I have. Those 241, sec, section 241 says it carries the death penalty. Have you stated that?
3: Yes, I have. Yes, I have. That was all in on this good, one. Good. And, okay. and the DOJ, Great. I even did the secret FBI complaint and then attached the DOJ cover letter attaching the FBI complaint saying investigate. I want an invested criminal investigation. And since <clears throat> then, um. The – he's not the only one to resign. Actually, the, 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 the school superintendent and the co superintendent they resigned. Um, the Department of Child Support Services director, she resigned. Actually, I think she was fired. It doesn't even say she was resigned. They just have an acting director now. Um, the warrant that they had out for my arrest got uh, dismissed in the interest of justice. Um, a warrant that I didn't even – I didn't even know they had this warrant out, Dave. That this is how insane this this nonsense is, but anyway, filing my stuff. Um, the next thing I know, I get an order from the court saying uh, the warrant is dismissed in the interest of justice. You know, and um, that was scary and relieving all at the same time. You know, to know that they actually had this illegal warrant out there somewhere, just waiting for me. You know,
2: uh-huh.
3: and and um, evidence what?
2: evidence of the conspiracy.
3: Yep. Yep. Yep, yeah, it sure was. Well, right, here's I'm, here's I'm what I would that. do. Here's,
2: here's, hang on. Here, here's what I would do: is take that order, and then supplement the criminal complaint in which I mentioned kidnapping and the death penalty. Okay. And sup and call it a supplemental briefing or supplemental uh, submission of evidence and offer of proof in support okay. of the complaint that I filed back in February, whatever. <sighs> And the fabulous work.
3: <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh my god. It's it's been a lot of work. And you said this is on the weedy gov, you just put it on there? For that's for the uh, uh the on one? the uh
0: go ahead. What? For
3: the kidnapping?
2: What was it I suggested? You said um, oh, uh, you suggested uh, I do a uh, supplemental... It, stuff. No, it's nowhere in the work. Just just write up a a paragraph or two saying...
3: Oh, gotcha. ...back on okay. such
2: and such a date, I filed a criminal complaint. I want to supplement that with new evidence of the conspiracy to kidnap me. Okay. <clears throat>
3: okay.
1: And, Perfect. And that will get you a so
2: birthday card. <laughs>
1: Excuse me. Let me interrupt. <laughs> a let me interrupt. Is it was that link back a uh, back trial brief dot PDF or back trial?
2: Yes. B B A C K T R I A L B R I E F dot PDF.
1: Sorry, everybody. Just uh, add brief to the link. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So, no, uh, I, just, I just
3: wanted
2: to. Kept... Cl- go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Um, so I just wanted to um, let everyone out there know the uh, drive by litigation um, will will save you it, it, it truly can save you it, it it's an immersion um, into legal legal or, or the legal realm I guess um, it's definitely a, an immersion um, Dave's stuff definitely just <laughs> submerges you right into it you know but it's the best way to learn and um, and you learn how to get out of it quick and you you find your relief and you find your remedies, and it just teaches you how to how to fight back because you can't fight back in court. You can't fight back um, um, when they're doing that stuff to you. I mean, it's it's you just you're victimized, and the and only way to fight said, back is you can't is,
1: be a defendant. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, you can't. You
1: can't. So, thank you, Dave. <laughs> uh,
2: that's wonderful. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's what I'm in this for. Right on. <clears throat> and. Uh, for anybody listening, uh she got I haven't written any documents for her. She consulted with me a couple of times. The rest is her work with just my drive by litigation course. It's uh, I I pitch it as the nastiest I can be using just what the system provides because I'm not a prosecutor, but I can get it to where the corruption of the judge is the only thing standard between that public servant and uh handcuffs. And, uh, everybody should learn it, whether or not I convince you, I can convince you to learn it. Uh, I'm not a salesman. I'm not going to sit here and say, you need this. I'm going to sit here and say, you know, you just heard it again. Uh, what does it take? And if it takes more than that, you know, I uh, I just don't know if we can help you. But, uh, there's another example of somebody taking the government to task and, costing people their jobs right on it's a good yeah, day
1: you. well thank you thank t. you, t. Thank t. you. i really appreciate it you're uh you're a good example to follow that's for sure yeah um, take over for
2: a second chris i gotta blow i have to blow my nose okay see you later t
1: thanks bye, bye. thank you okay and 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 this is you know I, and uh i got in skills wants to come on the phone so i'm going to bring him on in just a minute but i just want to take a commercial break here this is why i'm i'm kind of hoping that everybody will join us in um uh, in noble eight eight is a new eight the number eight means new beginning and there's a lot of new beginnings that are happening monday one of them is jerusalem okay is is uh it's going to be officially the capital, uh, and <clears throat> as Trump promised and fulfilled that promise. The other one is a personal thing that's going on in court. Uh, somebody's going to have a new beginning, and um, the uh, and Noble Eight is going to give all of us a new beginning because, you know, T. Darling is is in. And and I want to and of course Dave Merlin is in and many others and I want to place everybody that is that joins us that has supported us just a one time out of pocket expense of twenty five dollars you get product for it so get the pyramid thing out out of your brain but it's a it's a it's a product driven company. And if anybody wants the videos, um, I know my link, but I'm I'm going to give Dave's link and uh, and so forth. But I'm and I have another list that I'm I I you know I do the um, uh, you know the notices of the calls. I haven't used it lightly because we've been waiting. But if everybody wants to join in and start a new beginning, now is the time to do it. We're opening Monday, and soon after, we're going to be collecting. Now, I'm going to bring InSkills in and see what he has to say real quick. Uh, Go ahead, InSkills. Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Hi. Hi. I can hear you. Yeah. Hey, Dave and Chaffee.
0: Um, I was going right. to give you a shout, uh, let you know that the, the last time I was in court um, fighting over the uh, seven charges that are against me, um, I brought something up to the to the court, and uh, the prosecutor had to answer it, and uh, he,
2: uh, he advised me, that I hang, did on, not "Hang on, hang on, hold, hold just, on a
1: minute, just
2: just hold on a second. State court, federal court, what are we talking about? State court.
0: Happy document. That's me. this
2: is it is this the uh, rooftop sniper case? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, state court. Uh, they, I'm facing seven felony charges. Um, and it, okay, such, I know who you are. Yes, uh, you did a criminal complaint for me. Uh, we filed it with the oh, FBI, yeah. the uh, DOJ. Folks, folks, hang on, hang on for, for anybody on the call. Go to my YouTube
2: channel and watch the video. The black uh, screen for uh, the the little black photograph that you read there for the title of the video. It says "Happy Doc Number One Capital Offense in Kentucky." That video is about this man's criminal complaint. Go ahead.
0: Um, well, the last time, <clears> time, I time I was last in time court, you were in court. In court, I had brought something up, and the prosecutor had to answer it. And uh, the prosecutor turned around after he. Slightly answered, not even give a real answer. Uh, but he said you should not be threatening people with the death penalty. Now he brought this up in court. He's the prosecutor. Would you not think uh-huh. that he uh, he should bring charges against me for that? If no, 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 true, no, no, no. no. Uh, hang doing, on, hang on. What what that what that proves is that you
2: scared the hell out of him. But the most he can say is that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. Where you have. Where you have him is he can't deny what you said in the complaint. And a conspiracy that includes an attempted or actual kidnapping carries the death penalty. Here's what I would have said. Uh, Congress is talking about it. It's not me.
0: And, and, and so you're, you're gonna right. go
2: arrest Congress. You better go to Congress and bitch at them over the death penalty because it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with whether or not the state has a case against you.
0: And you're absolutely right, but I was not quick wit at the time, um, and I, I was told I should have said that, and if that case comes or comes back at me, I will do the same. But I also, here in Kentucky, most places they have either 90 days or 120 days to bring you to trial. Here in Kentucky, it's 180 days. I'm 10 days, 10 days from them violating my speedy trial rights. Okay, uh, I want to back up for a second.
2: Um, if I knew that Congress had provided for the death penalty, it has nothing to do with me, and they said that something like that to me, by saying something like that, it can only lead to criminal charges. you got a prosecutor saying that you threatened somebody, him or otherwise. And so... Um, I would I would probably put it on the court record. If he said that to me, that you shouldn't be threatening people with a death penalty. Your honor, let the record reflect that the prosecutor's threatening me with malicious prosecution for uh, another crime I didn't commit. He's calling something a threat. It came from Congress. What's that got to do with me? And stick him right in the judge's face with it. <clears throat> it's like the neighbor coming over with your dog saying, he was in our yard. He dug up all our flowers. You know, <laughs> there's nowhere to run from it. Just let the record reflect the prosecutors threatening me with a, a malicious prosecution.
0: It is on a record. It's right there on the
2: official court record. Now, then it'll be in the transcript. You order the transcript and you start throwing that around in the prosecutor's favor. Um, anyway, uh, the, you got 10 days, but, um, What was this hearing about, and uh, why has it taken them so long? This is just a
0: status hearing, and because of the criminal complaint, the affidavits that we have put through um, for um, ineffective assistance of counsel, they have removed my public defender from me and has given me some time to find a new um, attorney, um and this is just a status hearing this is all this is this is a this whenever i go back to court. so so well ha- hang on hang on here um
2: <clears throat> in relation to speedy trial rights and we've been over this uh there are what's called excludable days and when they're hearing motions or whatever it can put your speedy trial rights on hold uh, for 30 days until the motion's heard, then it starts going again. So there's going to be includable days in calculation of your speedy trial rights, and excludable days, and so you really need to get a close examination of what days may or may not be excludable before you bargain that you have 10 days. Now,
1: <clears throat>
2: let's say it is 10 days. Let's say it's 20 days. Look at all the stuff they still have to do in 20 days to get you to trial. they got to impanel a jury uh, and whatever else they have to do. There's a lot into going to trial on tax evasion. They have to organize the witnesses and figure out what to ask them all. And um, if they only have 10 days to do that, that's kind of funny. Uh, Back to the criminal complaint. This was the first criminal complaint I wrote alleging a violation of 241 and attempted kidnapping and the death penalty it's for uh the uh the case you'll see in the video happy doc number one capital offense in kentucky uh great video if i do say so myself this is a wonderful uh legal uh accusation and uh he called me uh on like Monday, as I recall, September 4th, and the following day had this complaint from me and then filed it against the prosecutor and the judge, uh, or no, the prosecutor, the inspector from the uh, Department of Revenue for Kentucky and the Director of Revenue for Kentucky, Paul P. Bork, uh, Daniel P. Bork, and um, he filed that criminal complaint for the death penalty against him with the federal government and then served them with copies of it and uh it's uh and now let, let's hear it from uh from the litigant himself um how do you feel uh positively or negatively has the criminal complaint affected uh the proceedings
0: they have pretty much stopped them uh, it's just a formality now i think they're they're uh after they got the criminal complaint and then they also got a a, uh, I thought we filed the joiner to Congress into our uh, case file Um, I think they pretty much all they're doing right now is waiting for them for the speedy trial rights to run out uh, and for me to bring that up (coughs) Um, I I, I, they're not gonna answer anything and I know I I, you know talking to you uh, going over silkman and uh, my public defender whenever she wanted to listen. Um, uh, between the criminal complaint, Silkman, and all of this, I think they've figured out that there's no way around it because we can bring Section 83 up in a criminal trial. Um, you know, they may have to kick the jury out, but the judge has to put it on trial or on court record when it's brought up. And I think they're wanting to run from it. So the criminal complaint is where it was at. start out with
2: and this this is because section 83 is adopted by Kentucky state law as governing for state income tax purposes and so uh, the equation from starting in Kentucky statute is right there in the complaint you'll see in the videos folks and now uh, taking it a step further um, have you spread around into their knowledge and awareness, certificates of service bearing the address of the State Bar Association, uh, Commission on Judicial Performance or any other uh, policing agency over the judiciary or prosecutors?
0: Uh, Not yet, just the the DOJ, the FBI, the governor of Kentucky. Uh, It seems like there's one more that we sent them to Um, But the last time that we were in court, uh, the prosecutor prosecutor loudly said that uh, somebody was coming after him and had declared it was open war, and we figured out it was the state journal, which is the newspaper for the Capitol, uh, where we're at, and uh, we're sending them the copy of the criminal complaint so that they will have it in their hands and can use it against him. Because they declared open war on him uh, because of his shenanigans in court, uh, <laughs> disobedience to the judge and disobedience to everybody's rights. Um, the, the newspaper called him out on it. he didn't like it, so uh, but we are forwarding that email or that criminal complaint to them, and um, we have sent the books out to a lot of people. Now, uh,
2: shenanigans is Celtic for bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so, the, uh, and you really haven't followed through with a lot that you could have otherwise done, like the State Bar Association, but you got the newspapers in there, that's publicity, and that's bad for anybody that has a political reputation. It's just bad politics, uh, bad optics is what they call it in the news. And so uh, uh, that's come into play. Um, You put it on the court record. Uh, They're perilously close to a speedy trial date, probably, and they don't typically do that. So uh, it does look like in in the early phases after you filed this with them, that would have been like the beginning of the second week of September that uh it does look like it made them stop and think to a point where they're evidently willing to drop the ball.
0: Why why else would they remove my public defender? Because they don't want to any, trial. They they don't they don't well, they don't want us. They don't want one of their own bringing that up in trial.
2: Well, hang on. Uh, look at the problem for them. Uh, let's get rid of this public defender and appoint another one, and the new one can file a motion for a continuance to set aside speedy trial rights so they can get acquainted with this complex case.
0: Yeah, but they didn't even do that.
2: They but, told me I had to find my own. The, 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 clo- the, the, the clock hasn't run out yet. <clears throat> right. Just because Just because they haven't done it yet doesn't mean they won't. So I understand. Uh anyway, um that seems to me uh they removed the public defender. Did they do it on your motion?
0: Uh I did fire did her. Did you uh, did you I okay. did fire her um, and I put it on an affidavit, but that was a month a month after we had fired her that they removed her.
1: Okay, so
0: there's
2: going to to be excludable days. I'll bet you they've done the calculation on the the excludable days already. And so you really need to get somebody on top of your case to find out what excludable days you do and do not have. You might even be able to contact the prosecutor and say, I'm without counsel. Uh, I'm calling up to uh, see what your calculation of uh, my speedy trial rights are. Or excludable days if you want to tip your hand. Uh he'll give you probably a quick um a quick confirmation as to whether they are or are not scheming against you.
1: Can I make a suggestion? Is that you, Wish call, you would you, you call the you call the uh prosecutor and say, Look, I'm 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 intending on filing a motion to dismiss uh for you know uh not uh bringing this to trial within with, within time he'll tell you why he would object
0: well no no um it it asks
2: for them to object to do it that way and plus it's not a matter of whether or not they object if you were asking for a continuance that would be different um, but as far as a dispositive motion, an argument that kills the case, of course they object. They'll give the worst reasons in the world why it should be maintained, and the judge will go with them. <clears throat> but uh, it, it sounds positive. Um, you know, nothing's good until the case is dismissed. However, uh, I think th- they're busy now, but they were not early on. And I think you're right. The criminal complaint probably did stall them substantially to look at that and just say, you know, how far do you want to go with this thing? (laughs) I hope everybody's listening closely. Uh, This is, you know, I can't point to docket numbers where I get my victories because a lot of it happens outside of court. It's not on the record, but, man, it just looks like you got them running. (laughs)
0: That's
1: right.
2: And also uh, this litigant has a very strong wife
1: uh,
2: that supports him. And I'm sure that's important also. So uh, that's great to hear, Kentucky. Calling any time, you know. Yes, sir. So, there, okay, so there folks on the call. Um, seven felony counts for tax evasion in Kentucky. There's already videos about it on the YouTube channel. It's, you know, what else do you need to know? Here it is. Uh, This is in the third row of videos, five across. So it's about 15 back. Happy Doc number one, Capital Offense in Kentucky. And then uh, the one uploaded after that, 14 minutes, is just the text of the complaint that he's talking about uh, in an easy-to-read resolution. If you're interested to read that complaint, six months it only has 228 views, but I'm optimistic. So uh, in closing, a reminder, I'm going to uh, uh, automate the joiner process so that uh, somebody could just take a video and get their own Word documents from Chris and uh, manufacture their own joiners. Um, uh, I think that'll Go ahead.
1: I'd like to add uh, uh, F, uh, FAQMD1s ask Dave, can the drive by litigation work in a foreclosure case?
2: It works anywhere they're violating the law because you don't have to do the whole process for uh, phases one through four in any particular case, but it'll get you thinking along those lines and municipalities step into situations all the time where all four phases are apropos so depending on your case depending on what's happened um depending on what violations of the law you can allege state and federal uh, you can just you look at this overall process and you can pick and choose which things you do you don't have to follow the process every time you use parts of it so i would say it's it's good for it's good to look at for anybody that's preparing for litigation especially with the government now with a bank that's private party litigation they have a lot less protection when they commit a felony against citizens arrest than government does and so uh if they if they have documents that were signed by an employee of the bank but they were signed when the employee wasn't even with the bank and they're trying to foreclose, well, that's fraudulent evidence. And if they send it to you through the mail and they're trying to take your house through the court system, that's kind of like mail fraud, isn't it? And that's a felony. And so you're always looking for felony counts that triggers a lot of this, uh, that triggers citizen's arrest. But gross misdemeanor or misdemeanor, you know, depends on who's committing what. And uh, you can make any case interesting. Uh, by learning this particular, you know, as she, as T. Darling said, you know, there's a learning curve. Uh, you got to get into it, but listen to it a few times. I don't deviate from what I teach. I crank on these handles all the time. Exact I know right where they are. I know what, uh, where the remedy is. An example is uh, wevgov.com on the left hand side menu, on uh, the menu column. There's a link that says play offense about the tattoo parlor owner. There's an example where I I used a couple pieces of the drive-by litigation and put it together with an affidavit of prejudice, and bingo. So I'm doing this stuff all the time, thinking along these lines, and it might not be the whole process. But if you wanted to go four phases, it's called drive-by litigation, retaliatory preparation to sue municipalities. I retaliate for what they did to me in a way that prepares me to sue them in a U.S. district court where they're facing criminal complaints and stuff they've gotten from me. That means in discovery, I have a much better chance of making them say Fifth Amendment. And when they say Fifth Amendment in discovery, that's when I win my case. So this is about how to set them up to be sued ultimately, but along the way – there's some nasty stuff you can do to them to soften them up. That's what the course is about. Hey, Chris, top of the hour. Thanks, everybody.
1: Okay. So anyhow, with that being said, uh, T. Darlin, let's see, you're still on. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, get with me. Um, he, our darling, and some others that already know who they are—the uh, ones that are strongly, strongly part of the team—I um, want to get you in a position uh, where we can start, come right out of the, right out of the gate, making some cash flow here. So, with that being said, God bless America, and this call is officially over. Good night.